Hey everyone, Cooper here, host of the fine podcast you're listening to. I just want to let you know that the episode you clicked on has a format that is very heavily inspired by a podcast called The Bookening. To be clear, our thoughts and opinions in this episode are our own, but the format is very similar to this podcast. I just wanted to give you a heads up and give credit where it is due. With that out of the way, enjoy the show. Welcome to the screening. Today's screening will be Beauty and the Beast. to the screening. I'm, of course, your humble and eloquent host, Mr. Cooper Cobbs, and joining me today is my very good friend, Mr. Tanner Lewis. Howdy, folks. Well, it is the month of April, and your monthly episode this month is on an animated classic, and last year it was Lion King, and this year we're doing another classic Disney animated movie, The Beauty and the Beast, 1991 version, in case anybody actually went and watched the, um, Emma Watson version. Well, actually, we already talked about those, didn't we? I guess um, we did. A while back. But we will, I'm sure we'll be comparing this movie to that movie as we talk about it. Yes, for in sure. In some places. So, anyway, well, welcome back, everyone, to your monthly episode. And uh, I guess we're just going to dive in. So, Tanner, your baggage with Beauty and the Beast. Ah, uh, Beauty and the Beast. What a great movie. Um, uh, As uh, a child... I, uh, um, uh, my family owned uh, an RV. We still, well, never mind. We still, we owned an RV, we owned an RV. And, uh, um, uh, this RV had, uh, um, uh, a very interesting feature for us back in like 2013 and 15. It had, uh, um, mm-hmm. a spot for, um, uh, VHS tapes. And so... Oh, 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 yes. Oh. Cooper knows exactly where this is going now, and so do you, no doubt. Um, uh, to go with this very special edition in this RV, we had a collection of VHS tapes that are still held very dear in my heart. I have no idea where they are now, but um, uh, included in those were a few classics like A Bug's Life, um, uh, Lady and the Tramp. Oh, yeah. Bug's Life VHS. Oh, Come yes. On. I've never seen that movie on VHS, but like both both um, sides of my grandparents have that on VHS. Anytime I watch it anywhere other than VHS, it feels fake and phony to me now. It, it feels, feels wrong. wrong. Yeah, it feels wrong. Like, yeah. I feel like I've been cheated That's out funny. of part of the experience. You're right, right. Anyways, Beauty and the Beast was one of these movies that was um, in said RV. And for me... It's a very precious childhood memory, just waking up in that RV to my dad walking over there to put the VHS tape in. Oh, glory. Mm-hmm. Anyways, a great movie. I never had anything bad to say about it. It was so great. Yeah. It will. Yes. For sure. Classic movies. Yeah, I think mine is, is uh, it's a little different. So I talked about it, but I talked about this before. But my grandma, Nana, shout out, who is of the Booknet donor shout out fame, Nana, um, had a blue Honda Odyssey and until it got wrecked. And that car was where I watched many movies of this ilk. Now, 
I think that we are just slightly old enough to where a lot of the movies that we watched as kids were definitely not on VHS. Like you saw Beauty and the Beast on VHS, Bugs Life, but typically most of the movies we would see would be on DVD. Yes, right? we had. Is that a fair assessment? Had, yes, that is a great assessment. We had moved up in the world. Right. Like I think I saw Bambi like once on a VHS at her house, and then. I think I saw, like, The Emperor's New Bambi's game. another one of those where, like, I can't watch it without the VHS tape and, like, all of my siblings. Right. Like, it makes my heart yeah. hurt to not. Yeah. It makes your heart hurt anyway. It's Bambi. <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> you know. I, I saw one or two VHSs at the grandparents' house or another. But most of the DVDs was what I watched and, and her blue Honda Odyssey. And that is where I watched Beauty and the Beast. I have a very vivid memory of that scene where Gaston has the wedding set up and he's going to go propose. <laughs> oh, it's pretty, you that know, is... it's a funny scene where he's like, well, I guess I got to go get the girl now. I gotta... <laughs> <And it laughs> now I just got to go propose to the girl. Right, exactly. And then he walks in and he takes his feet off and his socks have holes in them or whatever. And I remember watching that scene in her car. And so that's kind of where I got introduced to Beauty and the Beast. And I mean, uh, when you get older, you know, you, sadly, you don't watch this movie as much as you once did. Sadly. And so I had not seen this movie all the way through for a very long time. Probably since, I don't know, seven, eight years. And it was very nice to... Well, so it's funny. I finished it last night with the last 30 minutes or so with uh, my siblings, right? And I had started it on Sunday because I had, um, for you know reasons, we had two cars at church. I drove home early um, because I didn't have anything after church, but the girls had things at church. And I was just alone at our house watching Beauty and the Beast for an hour. And everybody was like, Cooper, did you feel weird like being 17-year-old like dude alone watching Beauty and the Beast? And I was like, you know, it did not cross my mind. <clears throat> but that's kind of how I watched it this time. And it was very refreshing, great movie, and uh, I'm glad I'm here to talk about it with you, Tanner. Yes. I'm constantly surprised so, at the things people get judgy about. Oh, Yeah. I mean, they weren't judgy. Like, they were just, like, kind of laughing at it. Yeah, see? I don't get them. Why they're laughing. It's not a laughing matter. Yeah. Anyways. I, 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 I was like, it's it's, it's man-watching quality cinema. I don't know what you're talking about. The, yeah, it's me reading Pride and Prejudice as a 16-year-old guy. Just like, you know, this yeah, is life. Exactly. Yeah, right? Right? Well, why don't you go and tell the listeners what you told me just before we started recording, Tanner? Okay, guys, I know this is such a surprise to you, but I have not watched quality entertainment in so long. And this movie was a drink of cold water in a mm. desert of movies as far mm. as entertainment goes. Mm. Like, it is so bad. <laughs> Anyways, watching this last night... After paying eleven dollars to have Disney Plus for a month, because why pay, why pay Prime Video? You know, four bucks to have it for one day when you could just have like all of Disney Plus for eleven bucks for one month. Right. It's the things that people don't think about. <laughs> Anyways, just like watching this movie, it was a like fresh air. Mm-hmm. As far as like entertainment goes, I've been so burnt out by all of the movies I've been watching re- recently, which is why I have nine Wheel of Time books on my bookshelf. I have to say, I mean, I watched I watched it too, and I was thinking to myself, like, of all the Disney princess movies out there, 
This is the one where like it actually has a good message, you know? Like Bell is actually likable from every from every perspective. Like Ariel from Little Mermaid is likable only if you're a young girl, really. Let's be honest. So true. And everybody else, she's it's like she's obviously a disobedient bratty child. She's not likable. But Belle in Beauty and the Beast is relatable and like nice and not a jerk and not a brat and loves her dad and and uh, learns the message that hey you know I'm sorry did I say ma- learns the lesson that um, you got to look at people on the inside and on the outside which is very true and it actually works and is nice and you're like yay so it was very refreshing to me after like watching Turning Red. Bleh! Oh um, my gosh! Don't me. even. That after does watching not that and coming to this, um, like refreshing, like this is what this is what cinema could be. The anime, animated movies for kids. You got a, a fairy tale between a man and a woman. They fall in love, and they learn a quality lesson. You know, and what I will have say, we gone as, to. That's my question. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It's so sad. I wish that I would rather watch this again. with its less technological I mean, advancements. Right. Then go watch Turning Red and puke my heart out. Yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. Anyways. Cool. I have to say, though, Tanner, I was kind of laughing at um, <laughs> some of like the heavy-handed messaging, maybe. Like the, 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 the mob song, the Kill the Beast song, which is a pretty yes. great song. It, there's this like one line where it's like, literally, we don't like what we don't understand, so we're going to go kill the beast or something like that. It's yes. Like, <clears throat> you couldn't have been any less subtle about that, guys, just a little bit, but it was funny. I laughed. I don't I know. Laughed. That mo- I I turn I had to turn on subtitles for that one because like mm-hmm. I remember the last time I watched it just like Well, and hey, you want to see the lyrics on this one? Like these are good lyrics. Yeah, they do have really good lyrics, but like I had to turn on the um uh, subtitles because the last time I listened to the song, I caught a few things that I'm like, "Oh wow, this is really 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 funny." Just like Yeah the kinds of wording the wording that they use in certain scenarios is just mm-hmm. comical yeah and obviously the gaston song is the triumph of of that so. yes for sure all right well let me just say this uh, let me like a cohesive opening thought here i what i loved about this movie was it was unabashedly a fairy tale but it was a classy fairy tale it was an entertaining fairy tale, a fairy tale where most of the characters tracked throughout the entire thing. It had gorgeous visuals, even though it wasn't, you know, 100% CGI. It had great visuals. It had excellent songs. It had it had good laughs, too. Overall, an enjoyable experience, unabashedly a fairy tale, something that the whole family can watch and enjoy and not have to barf at after watching. So, yes, I loved it. And I wish that people would make movies like this. Yes, same, for sure. Okay, well, Tanner, I guess let's just dive into talking about some specifics. So I what is, I talked about this in my opening thought, but something that stood out to me, especially compared to the remake, was the remake, and, and this is, I'm not saying this is a fault of it, but because it's live action, they had to kind of justify why the heck somebody forgot a palace just existed in the middle of the French countryside, you know? They had to kind of, like, oh, well, it's part of the spell, and it's forgotten, and, you know, all the townsfolk actually had relatives who worked in the palace. Right, and 
And this is just like, it's a fairy tale. Like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, oh. So, like, the Enchantress is actually, like, a huge part of uh, the the live action and just really doesn't show up again uh, in, in this movie and, and all that kind of stuff. And it was just a fairy tale. And I liked it a lot, actually. I think that it too many people get caught up in trying to explain and justify away a lot of things, which I think... I think that is a problem. Like the movie and the live action probably went a little too far in justifying things. But overall, the fairy tale worked a lot. And especially all the sequences, the opening narration sequence with the stained glass window and everything like that, that was all beautiful and awesome. Yes, for sure. I I remember like when I when I first turned it on, I watched it and I'm like, "Right, this is the one with the stained glass window mm-hmm. and I don't have to like watch the the prince be all stupid for like a couple of minutes in the live action. Yep. Yes. Yep. So that was awesome. Yes, yes. That was awesome. Um, well, let's talk about the characters, I guess. Then, if you don't have any other opening thoughts, because we have we got Belle, we got the Beast, we got yes. Gaston, Lumiere. I guess in this fairy tale, um, you know, movie, did it? Did the characters track? Did they work? Did they make sense? They did work. Yeah, they all worked. They didn't throw unnecessarily like they didn't throw in a bunch of characters just because they could, right? They just like they're like here are our three characters: Belle, Gaston, and the Beast. Are you ready? Turn it on. That's that's what it felt like, right? Everybody mm-hmm. else was just out of necessity, right? Like we needed villagers, we needed the lovable fool, um, Lafu. The fun side characters who can be slapstick, Lumiere and Cogsworth. Yes, and we Maurice needed. Yes, we needed Maurice. We needed um, Mrs. Potts to be the word of advice, right? Yeah, like the wise, wise old grandmother. Like all of them were out of necessity. Versus like movies nowadays, they're like, "Ooh, we need to have the inclusive character. <laughs> we need to have the um, like, <laughs> we need to have the unabashed, like I don't know, whatever they want to like throw out in this movie, right?" Mm-hmm. whereas like back then it's just like these characters are here out of necessity and you're gonna love them because of it mm-hmm. and you have to yeah. love you have to love lumiere like yeah it's true literally the greatest character in the entire movie i, I love how these movies are able to create fondness for characters like codsworth and um other people like him even though they're just like not really that smart how do you like, how do you create <laughs> dumb foolish characters who are likable and also like LeFou, dumb foolish characters who are not likable so i think it's a neat trick that they pull off yeah it is in terms of characters and i yeah, really and, enjoy uh, go ahead i really enjoy like how uh, the main characters uh, um bell gaston and uh, the beast like interact with those characters right like it's not like they're just side characters that are like bowing down to the <laughs> to the main characters it's like just they move the story along they they're there to like add comic to just like add hilarity and just enjoy enjoy the side characters like Mm -hmm. you're watching the fairy tale happen you're not watching these main characters yeah i mean you're watching the fairy tale unfold it's a good way to put it yeah and i think in terms of like tracking the characters like and as far like it's it's believable, is what I'm trying to say. 
it's a fairy tale. Yeah, I don't know if Belle would fall in love with the Beast in real life. I don't care. It works. It works. Yes. And yes. I was thinking about that, like with the Princess Bride movie as well. Like you, you just you in in two minutes, you have to accept these two characters are in love, and it's the greatest love story of all time. And nobody <laughs> ever questions that when watching the movie ever. And that because is so it's, true. Because it's a fairy tale, and it it works. Like they pull it off. It's not just that you're trying to. You, they're not asking you to accept this unbelievable thing. Like it's believable. And um, in the same way, I they think can that, convince. In the same way, they can convince you that she's going to marry another guy in two and a half minutes. Right, exactly. It's the it, the way they do tension and things is great. But in this movie as well, like the moment Belle is saved by the Beast, he's pretty much just in love with him. And you know, there's I mean, it's it's a good it, in this fairy tale. It's very good to have like a plot point that just allows them to kind of turn the character right. Like in Cinderella, she's just kind of in love with Prince Charming, and that's that's kind of it. But in this movie, it's much more, okay, you know, the Beast earned it. He was rude to her, then he became kind and loving, he saved her, and we're able to kind of track it. And they have the whole song, you know, something <laughs> something there that wasn't there before um, yes. to, to kind of allow for that transition. So it totally works, and it works great. Yes. And I have, I have another thing to point out, like, just talking about the music. Like, one thing that I love about Beauty and the Beast is how, like, the music doesn't like isn't necessary for the movie right like you the music is just there and you don't really think of it as a musical until you're like watching the movie and you're like wow there's music here and there's music here and there's music here yeah but you don't really see it as a musical because 90 percent of the time the main characters are just yeah, being you know sung about is- <laughs> originally this movie was not supposed to be a musical i did I not think. know this yeah Please. and then they had um they had howard ashman and alan menken who wrote the songs for little mermaid and some of aladdin and some of lion king uh come in and fix beauty and the beast and uh yeah we get this we get this awesome musical and i agree i mean i, I don't think that i think the songs add so much to the movie but like you said, I think that it's still a quality piece of storytelling. I mean, I think that obviously would be worse if you didn't have the song, just the way it's structured. But you're Agreed. right. It's not necessarily 100% singing all the time. So what about Gaston? Like, do you think that – oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, like, I just enjoy that, like, you don't have to think about it as a musical when it when you turn it off, right? Yeah. Just, like, yeah. me turning it back on and then remembering that there's actual, like, singing in the movie i'm like huh i'd forgot that <laughs> and yeah. i listened to the soundtrack the soundtrack's awesome yeah, I, they do a good job of like incorporating this the themes um in the, in the songs into the actual like themes when there's no lyrics playing like the 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 beast enchantment has a theme like the dun, 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 dun. yes uh, terrible but like the quick couple notes and slow anyway and then the Beauty and the Beast theme obviously plays. They do a great job with the music and everything like that. It's a perfect soundtrack. Yes. Even though they're not as like exciting or fun, maybe as the Lion King, they do have a lot more emotional depth and creativity. I will say. Yes. Agreed. So, do, so what about um, Gaston though? Do you think he tracks? He goes from like this buffoon to like psychopath at the end of the movie. Does that work? Yes, I think that works. As, I a, do too. as far as a fairy tale goes, like yeah, he's been 
he gets dejected as he literally has the priest like standing there um right. uh, and uh, um uh, like that literally makes drives him insane and when Mori when he just gets his ego all the way boof, boosted up like i think it works like you can track it you can try it yeah, throughout totally the movie works. for like when his ego gets boosted up, he sees Maurice and he's like, aha, a plan I have. Yes. Come here, LeFou. That's right. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, I, I totally forgot that the asylum guy shows up. Like I had, I had never remembered him at all. Me because too. He's not a part of, he's not a part of the live action one, which I've seen much more recently. And so I remember seeing him like, oh, well, he is, I, he know, is a part of it, up. but he's just like kind of sitting in the back. No, you okay. never like get you never get to talk with him and we never, never get like gold rubbing up on his cheek. Right, right. And stuff. Like we don't get that that yeah, kind okay. of interaction. Mm-hmm. Which makes which convinces you that he's actually evil. Because yeah, it's harder exactly. to do that in a in a live action movie and still have an actual yeah, like, like villain. Just looking at the guy, you just kind of know who he is. But anyway. Yeah, Gaston, I mean I think he tracks totally. I think he tracks. And yes. I think one thing I was thinking about watching this movie as well was that the live action movie, and if you were to remake this movie, you would spend a lot more time like milking every single moment. But this movie kind of is, it's pretty fast. Like it's a 90 minute movie, I think. And it's, it's pretty quick. Like it's, as you're moving on to different scenes and the different things, like when Belle shows um, everybody the beast, like within two minutes, they're at the, the castle gate pretty much on screen time, two minutes yep. of screen time. And in, in the live action or in another remake of this, you would slow down, you would milk it, like the transformation scene at the very end. I think like the live action movie spends like five minutes, and it it has everybody actually <laughs> turn into like Cogsworth turns into a clock, Lemire turns into a um, candlestick, Mrs. Pot is just a a teapot, and you just spend time watching every single one of the characters transform into the object, and then five minutes later, he comes alive again. But I don't know. I think that sometimes I am, I think I've argued for it on this podcast in certain cases. I do love kind of the milking. This is a cinematic experience. It's not a, you know, everyday story or whatever. But I, I think that it works here perfectly fine. It's it's brisk. It's a fairy tale. And it was delightful just to have, it. it like, we, like I've been talking about, it works, but it doesn't like spend so much time trying to justify things. It moves on really fast. Um, and it just le- lets you accept what is believable, which the Princess Bride does too at the beginning. It it moves along pretty fast. They're in love, but you accept it, and that's the same thing that, that happens here, and it works. Yes, and like I think what I enjoy most about this movie, like as far as like the progression of things versus the live action, like mm-hmm. I was talking with one of my sisters as we were watching this, and um, she's like, "Oh wait a second, I forgot that there was a middle part in this movie," and I'm like, "Aha! Oh yeah, that's right. a thought I have." There's like no middle portion in the live action, like. Well, well, they add a bunch of weird stuff too, though, don't they? Like they, they have, do. they have, they have, they have um, the something there that wasn't there before song, but then they try to oh, add and then like, they have, the stuff about the past, right? Yeah, they try to add like the going back. Yeah. The other gift from the enchantress. Right. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, I enjoy this was, much better. I mean, they like, they just needed to add some time to make it, you know, closer to two hours than an hour and a half. <laughs> Come on, people, good film. I'd rather watch this for an hour and a half than your movie for two hours. Yeah, if it didn't and have that's Emma the thing. Watson that's in the it. Problem. They cast okay. 
Well, that's also the problem with the movie too, though, is that they cast Emma Watson, who makes ever so slightly, in my opinion, Belle unlikable in the beginning, just a little bit. Like, just knowing who Emma Watson is and, like, what she stands for and understanding that she's never had to work a day in her life after she turned, like, 10 years old from Harry Potter. Oh, my gosh. the fact that she is complaining about this provincial life or whatever, you know, like, it's like, it's it's like, could you cast someone else? Because in this movie, you 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 feel for Belle. Like, you're right. She's this smart, clever girl who's looked down upon and then um you get to see her kind of you know i'm not get what she wants but find true love or something and then in the watsons maybe you're just like nah i don't really I'm not sure i want her to experience more in this provincial life <laughs> for real oh hey, my Tanya, gosh emma watson my mom but, came what? in here right and she gave okay. me a cup full of guess what fluid Ooh, I don't know. Celery juice. This what is a special. loving, delightful mom. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's it's disgusting. But oh well. <laughs> <laughs> if I suddenly become un- unconscious and start gagging, you know what happened. So. <laughs> okay. Anyway, you were okay. saying. Um. Uh, what was I? Oh, Emma Watson. You know. Mm. Very much enjoyed her just looking at her face in the movie. But every time she <laughs> opened her mouth. <laughs> that's what I feel about Emma Watson. Yeah, I mean, fair. Fair, I guess. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Anyways, that's a very unpopular opinion. But yeah, I'm okay I, well, with it. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think pretty much everybody agrees that Emma Watson is, can be an unlikable, stuck-up person sometimes, but... Yeah, I mean, she's I, one of those I kinds of people that would have been movie, better like off. She's one of those kinds of people that would have been better off if media had never been created. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, yep. anyways, Emma Watson, everyone. Um, the Beast. I liked him in this movie a lot. I think it was great. I I, I do like the Beast um, in the live action movie as well. I think he's one of the better parts of it. Yes. So, I think that yeah, he's good. I also in both. Like, just another thing that I realized, I think I've had this in the back of my mind for the past, like, three movies. Like, three times that I've watched these, like, live action, animated, both, right? Um, mm-hmm. They specifically don't let them kiss until he's turned back into a human. Oh, yeah? They, like, there's not well, even a suggestion would, of it when he's the beast. the beast. I don't know, Cooper. But I just, I hadn't realized this before, and I feel kind of stupid. Oh yeah, another thing that bothered me in the live action that doesn't bother me in this one is for some reason it feels kind of obvious that the beast doesn't actually have a real name. Yes. And, and it's a glare it's to me it's like really glaring um in the, in the live action but it's not here. So I don't know. Because in the movie they kind of in the live action they have like you know they they have an extended dance scene, but here it's pretty quick. Um so yeah. They just kind of end it real fast with the the same glass which is nice it's a good ending but it, it's not yeah. as obvious that he doesn't have a real name which is kind of funny yeah i think it it took me actually thinking about it because um uh, like i don't know some thought pricked me when she called him the beast and i'm like wait a second have i ever actually heard his real name like right. said while i'm watching any of these movies and when i had satisfied myself that i hadn't i'm like i'd never noticed that before in like the yeah. 
the animated movies and because I had thought that they had just left it out in the live action for like purposes because they're mm-hmm. stupid. But um, yeah, like I hadn't really thought or paid attention to that before. Yeah. I did have to say, I'm kind of interested to go back and rewatch the live action after seeing this again. Because um, so I feel like we'll they see. would add a name in the live action. Yeah. I don't remember them doing it though. Me neither. That's why I like having a thought. Like it's pretty glaring. So, I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, Um, the beast. I guess I've kind of kind of with a great great character character. arc. Yes. Yep. I love it. I love it a lot. And like I said, it's the better. It's a good lesson to learn, especially for the guy in this movie as well. Yes. Like the girls can take away something. The guys can take away something as well. Like a Little Mermaid. What do you take away, really? And, and Aladdin, you what do you do? Lie to a princess, and then, you know, I don't know. But <laughs> I like I like Beauty and the Beast. Yes. So I guess I have a quick I question kind of for a, you. Yeah. The CGI that we get oh, in yes. the ballroom scene. Yes. Does it does it pain you? Because it pained no, me. So here's the deal. I okay. So let's let's back up here. This year, for some reason, for our homeschool co-op ld debate pretty sure it was your suggestion yes it might have been it we debated which was better the beauty and the beast and the lion or the lion king and one of my arguments for the beauty and the beast side was the cgi here is one of the first movies anime movies ever to have cgi and so when i finally got to see it after doing the debate uh, when i watched it again i was kind of just more delighted by it i was like oh this is kind of nice i mean it, it, it it like especially in a mostly 2D movie. The sequences with CGI, like the opening stained glass scene and this scene, were kind of refreshing. You just got the camera to kind of spin around in the 3D space. So it was really delightful to me, especially knowing the history and stuff. It didn't bother me all that much. But I understand where yeah, it could. I mean, it I, is, it's, it's, it's obviously I, early CGI and clumsy. Yes. Like, I understand, like, the history behind it, and I respect the history behind it. Like, just, like kudos to those people that had the guts right you yep. got us to what i'm watching today but mm-hmm. as far as it it's goes funny, I think twist story is only like four four years after this oh i know it's crazy how fast it just like catapulted yeah just snowballed into this amazing thing but like watching that all i could think about are crappy crappy 2000s video games like yeah it's <laughs> true Oh my gosh. Like I looked at the shine, like you could see like the gloss over the yeah. um columns and I every time I looked at a column I'm like look back at the pe- look back at them. Look back. At- Don't look back at the columns, Tanner. Look back. <laughs> Cuz I all I thought about was just like shiny video game columns that are so terrible. Yeah. Anyways. Well, to me it was fine. It was delightful. It didn't take away from the movie experience and I know for people during that time it really made the movie so. Oh, I bet it did. I I'm not trying to take that away from anybody. Yeah, I'm right, just saying right. yeah, from no, my point no, of I view. Get I get it. It it just from my me point of view. The slightly. Jedi are evil. <laughs> Sorry, I, I had to do it. There's so many funny point of view lines in Star Wars. Like there's that line, and there's I think Obi Wan says it in um, Return of the Jedi. He's like, many things depend on point of view, and it's like, oh really, really yes. Obi Wan does it. So does it. anyway. So Anything the, else you want to say about uh, Beauty and the Beast? 
Beauty and the Beast, an excellent movie. And if you've been yeah. starving for good cinema, this is it. It's got something for everybody. It's got a slapstick fight at the end where a um, chest swallows a man. You get some blood. And gulps. Yeah, oh, man. Gulps. That was a great scene. I it's got a funny <laughs> villain song. My, and it's got everything. My littlest sister was um, sitting next to me when we were watching this. And uh, um, uh, when the when the chest ate and gulped, she's like, you know, for a cent, for a fairy tale, that got pretty dark. It might have been, it might have been the darkest <laughs> thing like, ever gotten. And in, in terms of this, that, that era, I don't know. Maybe not really. Well, I mean, Lion I King think has it, got some. I pretty think deep it could stuff. have been like, well, there's and there's obviously the weirder dark. That's true, stuff. but like as far as like, yeah. But as far as mm-hmm. like the Disney princess like fairy tale stuff yeah. goes, like. Yeah, that, I mean, it, a, well, it wasn't that even just a that. Level. Like Mulan and Lion King, they both have kind of dark stuff. But, like, it just made light of it. Like, he gulped. And, like, that's, like, no, did he die? I guess he died. And you're gulping and it's supposed to laugh. Like, that's weird. <laughs> I know, right? I was, <laughs> I didn't know what to think about it after that. I'm like, you know, did he actually die? Like, what happened when the chest became a man oh, again? Oh, yeah. Gosh. Did he just have, like, oh, man. No, that's in my I head. don't know. Oh man! Oh well, well don't even think note, about that. Let's do some donor shoutouts. <laughs> hey, if you folks want a donor shoutout, make sure you okay. go to patreon.com forward slash the screening. Support us at five dollars or more, we get a donor shoutout. So Tanner, say the shoutout, and then you say if they like Lion King or Beauty and the Beast better. Okay, Mister Mrs. Ratsky. Okay. Mike and Sylvia. Beauty and the Beast. Okay. Well, thank you Lion guys for King. listening. Hope you enjoyed that episode. I think that next month it's La La Land, which I have not seen, but I'm excited to see. So, have you seen it, Tanner? Hmm. I have not seen this yeah. either. Well, I'm interested to watch it. Yeah. Anyway. Intriguing. Support us at Patreon if you can. Leave us a five-star rating or review. Share with your friends. We'll see you next month. Until then. This has been... The screening.